Hello ladies and gentlemen, this episode of the podcast is with my new friend Robert and he grew up on an Indian reservation in Southern California and we talk a little bit about that, you know, a little bit of, you know, conversation about some of the things going on today. We talk about the prison system and what we experienced in jail and it was an altogether good conversation. I hope you enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Esoteric Gladiator Podcast. I am your host, Jeremy Lipsy, and today I'm joined by a special guest. His name is Robert. Uh, well, I didn't even ask if you wanted me to use your name. I just leave it at Robert. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, you know what? Robert is a mutual friend, but... Uh, of a friend of mine out here in uh, the South. And uh, what's really interesting is uh, I was locked up with Robert's cousin, M Doggy, who's still locked up today. Yep. We're doing a little bit of code talking here because for people's privacy. Uh, and uh, me and his cousin were locked up together in YA. In California, and uh, Robert, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? My name is Robert. I'm, uh, you know, in my 30s. I am Native American, Mexican, white, and uh, it's been weird with that that cousin of mine that we're talking about because throughout my trials of going to prison myself and incarceration experiences really shows you how small this world is <laughs> oh yeah uh even when i was incarcerated i was locked up with people that he was locked up with and then meeting an- this mutual friend of ours here out here in the south and uh and then it's like i don't know the it, moral of this is this world is very small <laughs> oh yeah it's super small um which is why a lot of times when i hear uh the the conspiracies that I hear, especially if I hear it from multiple different sources, I, I tend to believe it, you know? It's like, and then you just got to look at the history of, of those people, too. Uh, but I don't, I don't really want to focus too much on conspiracies today. Uh, so you grew up on uh, on an Indian reservation, and for those of you guys who don't know, Robert does look like a white boy. And I, I want to know what it's like growing up on the res with looking like a white boy. Well, that's a mixed bag, man. You get – the way I grew up is like, I don't know, but my grandma, who was dark, even always told me, she's like, you know, Indians are mean, jealous people, you know. And for some points, that's true. Other points, I've gotten the most love I've ever got about in my life out of my Native family and Native distant relatives or – even as natives in general, I've been across many, many reservations, but there definitely is a block of racism there amongst some that get caught up on the complexion compared to where they should be like, hey, this is my people. It's more of, oh, you're not dark, so you ain't nothing to me. It's like in the hood, like if, you, if you're if you yellow-skinned, 
the the you know the darker skinned people a lot of times will bang on you for being lighter skinned. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I I, I didn't hang I out mean, too much. We watched that in jail. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was about <laughs> to say. Is in jail. I saw that a lot in jail and prison. Like the lighter skinned guys, man, you they had to hold their own amongst even the brothers. You know. Yeah. So um, you grew up on the uh, res out there in San Diego, right? Yeah. So tell me some of uh, tell me some of the good and, and bad things that, that you experienced growing up on the res, and and then we'll, we'll kind of get into like your criminal history if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine, that's fine. Like, uh, so what a lot of that is is like I grew up on and off the res. So like we first moved off the reservation when I was six. We went back when I was eight. We moved again when I was twelve. And then I got into my uh, my criminal history there. It's the beginning of my criminal history when I was about 13. Uh, so growing up off and on and then having a big get lapse in it and going back when I was 18 after I was got out of like group homes and juvenile incarceration. Uh, some people remember you, some people don't. Uh, with the prison politics in California that trickle out on the street, and then also just the hood politics and then some reason everybody wants to be a gangster out you yeah. know <laughs> everybody wants to be a gangster you know and it kind of it kind of brings a mixed bag man like i've got i've got cousins that are my second cousins that want to look at me like i'm nothing and then i got cousins that are like my fourth or fifth cousins like we're barely even related yeah, those guys are like brothers to me you know yeah. so it's kind of like it's a mixed bag like that but like, culturally, it's awesome, man. Uh, I wish I got to grow up there my whole childhood and everything instead of just pieces here and there. Uh, I speak quite a bit of my language, definitely not fluent by any means. Uh, I sing our songs. I know a lot of the stories. I'm definitely not some lead singer or anything like that. I'm just emphasizing on that. But also, like, you know, for listeners, I'm not some guy that, you know, I'm influent i know this i'm some spectacular spiritual person or tradition holder be there's nothing like that it's just that you know that's something i was interested in and still am and something i practice in my life so living on a reservation you get that from birth and you know your relatives you can go to your graveyard i can go six generations back in my graveyard and even on just wooden crosses i can tell you who's laying right there in my family you know and like stuff like that's really cool because it's kind of like you definitely have a foundation of who you are. I thought that was a dog. <laughs> no, no, it's not the dog. We got we got scraps of dog in here with us. Uh, so you podcasting. get you get that positive part of it, like with the the culture, knowing relatives and and things like that. But the reservation was also a whole different place when I was a kid compared to what it is now. Going into the prison politics, trickling out onto the streets and neighborhoods and reservations. And then everybody wanted to be a gangster. Like when I was a kid, everybody was poor. This was before casino. Everybody was poor, and we were all we were all poor together. <laughs> you know, it was yeah. it was it was it just was what it was. I have a lot of fond memories of that. Even though we were poor, you know, everybody like I remember family always coming over. Uh, being light skinned or not didn't matter. Being mixed with whatever didn't matter. Uh, we have people that are mixed with black on the reservation, mixed with Mexican on the reservation, uh, Filipino. Uh, a lot of things like that. It's just a big mixed bag. But like as the casinos came in and street culture came in and prison culture came in, it's became a whole nother place, like kind of thing, you know, like 
you still have the culture and stuff. Uh, and actually, the culture has grown. Like, I remember being a kid, like, you only saw a few men up there singing. You know, yeah. now there's 20, 30, 50 guys up there singing now, depending on where you're at or what you're doing. Yeah, so, um, like, traditionally, like, and I've said it on the podcast before, like, you know, uh, my, my grandmother was native. She was born on the Muskogee Indian Reservation in Tama, Iowa, also known as Sac and Fox. Um, you know, she married a white man, and she was pretty, pretty Americanized. Um, but uh, her father, who was full-blooded, is who she stayed with. Uh, I don't know how she wound up with him mm. um but the mom and him had a separation or something and so she you know my my grandma and her sister were uh they stayed on the reservation with him and um i guess uh when she was like three or four years old because he was a drunk uh he like left them in that the house that he was in pretty much to die, you know, in a bathtub and Oh damn. Yeah, and uh but I didn't really know about that until I was locked up and uh that was uh you know and and I I hung out with the white guys for a majority of my stay and then uh then like my grandma had a talk with me and and like you know like i don't know why you're hanging out with these skinheads and these peckerwoods you know you, you know i'm native and she always had like darker skin and dark hair she did have light colored eyes but uh i don't know i decided to like kind of like look into it and i wound up going to like they had two different indian services they had one that met once a w- once a week frankie probably told you about this but they had one that met once a week uh, on Thursdays, yeah, which uh, I didn't go to at that point, and then they had one that met once a month up in the auditorium. And in order to get to the um, the one once a week, you kind of had to be vetted by the dudes that were at the lodge, as well as as the elders. And uh, I wound up going to the one once a month for. I want to say like nine months, and then after about nine months, it like I don't know, bro. It was like the sound of the drum. The drum, I like I felt it in in my like stomach. And when I started going to Native Services, it was after I had been like I had been on in the shoe program, which which in in the Youth Authority where I was at in, in youth training school out in Chino was uh, called the Rock, and I was up there for battery pack and two child molesters. You know what battery packing is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You crack somebody with, in the head with a weapon. Yeah. Um, and I tried to get a staff member as yeah, well. Yeah, in state, we call that a bone crusher. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, so, and I, you know, I started out with six months, and, you know, six months eventually became six years, and it was all from rocking and rolling and fighting um, and getting refiled on and, and shit like that. Um but uh eventually that drum started to work on my heart bro and and i stopped wanting to be affiliated and uh i had i had a good i was in good standing with a lot of southsiders and you know i tattooed i did a lot of art and 
you know, I, I would fight. And, you know, when I went to The Rock, it was because I, I kicked off a riot with the Southsiders. And um, uh, so by the time, like, I got really deep into the, like, once a month native thing, um, like, the dudes that were in the in the lodge, a lot of, like, I was already learning songs. Yeah. It was quick, like, and it, a lot of other people weren't doing that. And, and then so... Um, the dudes like that were sweating, like were starting to get cool with me, and, and like I was learning how to peyote stitch and bead and all that stuff, and and then um, eventually I got it to where uh, where I uh, I had denounced the affiliation that I was in with like publicly in front of of like the whole group and there was some white dudes that would, would go to native services because they wanted to grow their hair long and they were affiliated right yeah so i just said i'm done i'm done i'm done done playing the games like i don't know why i'm kicking it with you guys i wasn't like that on the streets i, I only did it for survival in here and uh you know I, I'm, I'm gonna try and learn about this with washing your hands of it and put it out there and that's kind of cool that you were able to do that in ya and stuff man be like oh. Like, state prison is, uh, like, I went through a vetting. Uh, I had to show my BIA papers and stuff like that. And then uh, there's bros from out of state and then bros from Southern California. And uh, bros from Southern California, you know, just kind of almost like. make sure you're native? Well, like, make sure you're native and make sure, like, uh, one, yeah, it's definitely making sure you're native. And then also just kind of find out who you are. In state prison, you have this thing called a LSS. So, and that's, like screw your prison id your id is at lss that's your legal status summary sheet and uh you walk around with that thing on you and you know you know if you get you, you're walking through another yard and a bro sees you so hey let me see you, you know you're you supposed to your be paperwork home? yeah you got your paperwork dog and so like you always you always have to have that on you screw your prison id you know that's for the cops you know your 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 uh your inmate id was your lss and that's that's what kept you solid and uh you know, so I had to do that, uh, talk to the bros. I had a little bit of an issue with the, one of the bros from out of state. They uh, they didn't like that I wasn't, uh, well, dark or freaking, uh, or even had a, that I wasn't fully enrolled with my tribe. Hey, hey pe- people need to know that in jail, like, white privilege is a, it's, it doesn't exist. Oh, no, no. <laughs> like uh, On the reservation, in the hood, in gang neighborhoods, that shit doesn't exist, okay? No. So, it's like when people say white privilege, they clearly didn't grow up in areas where motherfuckers were affiliated or were into some hood shit. Yeah, no, nah, like the, when it comes down to that. And also, that's the one thing that like, like, like even my cousins, like when when I party with my cousins when we were younger, before like a lot of my uh, my criminals history and stuff, well, I was doing stupid crap then. I just wasn't getting caught. Uh but like they used to tell me, you know, we ride around the res. Hey, you need to, you need to drive, man. <laughs> Why? You're light skinned, man. You need to drive. <laughs> yeah, that, that shit. Okay, that kind of like the profiling thing, definitely true. Yeah, definitely. Definitely true. And hey, it helped okay. out more than like, more than once. <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, dude. That's why, like, I, I tell people, I'm like, 
Yeah, you want to say that profiling, like, that gives you white privilege or whatever? It's like, it doesn't matter. Like, I've had cops pull guns on me. I've had cops oh, beat yeah. my motherfucking ass, dude. Oh, yeah, same here. I had cops Multiple beat my... Multiple times. Juvenile hall, in prison, and on the street. On the street. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, I've had it all three, Oh, no, yeah. Mandatory was in jail. Yeah, I was yeah, getting my ass beat them. by the cops. I was a knucklehead. <laughs> when I, when I, and when I, like, when I w- w- publicly went in front of the people at the auditorium... And I was like, I'm done. I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not rolling with you guys no more. I'm not I'm I'm not I'm d- I'm done. Like they were smacking their lips and saying comments like we're gonna get you on trade line. Yeah. And it was the Southsiders that had my back. They went over the That's talk cool. To yeah, the Southsiders were like, Hey homie, if you got a problem with him, you got a problem with us. And we got homies all over the trade line. This guy, he's cool with us. You know, and see that stuff's really cool, man. Because like in in state, like in the in prison, prison, you know, I know YA's kid prison, and you can be there what until you're 25, 26, something like yeah, that. Yeah, 25. Uh, I never hit YA, but like in in state prison, like that stuff will not fly. Yeah. But like at the same time, like like yeah, that sounds gangster and tough, right? But like no, nah, man, like fucking one. Like in my head, my whole time in prison, I actually I got more in more fights in juvenile hall on the street in jail. I I didn't get in one fight in prison. Something almost cracked off once, but like to tell you the truth, I saw some other shit with some of the other fucking uh, with some of the other uh, cliques, man. That they were, you know, they had their own internal issues, and you know when you 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 know you go about to walk into a bathroom and you see a whole puddle of blood, you just turn around and walk out. I didn't, you know, <laughs> you, yeah. know you, you ain't you ain't trying to find out who the fuck was yeah, in there. You know, what's going on? <laughs> you know, you just keep your head low and keep going. But but like uh, but even going like how you're saying you 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 were like fuck this, I'm out. And then the Southsiders had your back, and that's cool as hell, man. In my head, because it's kind of like you're like, hey, I'm not against you, but I ain't with you, and I'm. I'm I'm just stepping oh, yeah. back. They, the yeah. threat, they started smacking their lips and saying shit yeah. at the auditorium. And, yeah, like, I still remember this dude, Bandit, who's was from some East L.A. gang. I don't remember what, what barrio he was from, but he, he was just like, yeah, he's like, yeah, you fool's got a problem with him, you got a problem with us, don't you? And I was like, well, I mean, I, I'd put in some work. I'd been going, you know, I was in and out for, like, you know, seven and a half years of my life you yeah. know, since I was 14, 15 years old. So I knew a lot of those guys, like it was like, you know, and and they seen me getting down in the halls, they seen me getting down in YA or having their backs when shit kicked off or whatever, or tattooing them or doing art form or whatever. So yeah. that was what saved my ass. But oh yeah, well like so even that like uh, in state prison, that, that's what that's why I see some of the differences is and like we were talking the other day when we were doing the, the doing our volunteer work over there, uh, dropping off the food. Uh, uh, you're like, uh, what was it? oh yeah, you're talking about tattooing and stuff, and like, like I think that it's kind of cool that you kind of have a little bit more freedom. Like, because prisons, prison, YA's YA, all that's institutionalized. But I don't know. I've been watching a lot of a lot of other stuff that like I have a whole opinion about the California correctional facilities with on the uh, juvenile side and the adult side. That it's a uh, they make it a revolving door. They they make it that the 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 inmates or convicts, whatever terminology you want to use, uh, and, the, and including the, uh, the state itself and the facilities itself, they create that revolving door. They create this gangster mentality. Oh, they, absolutely. They create this perpetual uh, succubus of a system. Like, I don't know how, even how to explain it correctly. It's like, and then there's people that get stuck in it. Like, I know so many guys that, like, Guys that don't like me, but I tell you the truth, I don't feel bad for them. Like, oh, I feel bad. Like, I feel bad that 
they got themselves stuck in a life like that that I'm so happy I got to walk away from. You know, I'm like one being native and I, I like yeah I rolled with the native but I didn't hold with hold with any of their cliques and I won't say what those cliques are but there's cliques even inside the native groups in prison you know and uh, I was cool with some of the bros that were but like you know I just you know I'm a resident like somehow some people say yeah. it for this for like the south siders and north siders and I don't know if the if uh I think the 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 white guys say woods. They're just woods if they're unaffiliated with yeah. anything, right? Yeah. So, like, you know, I'm no, a red. No, you got, you, it, in YA, if you were a wood, you had to be affiliated. Oh, okay, yeah. See, in the state prison, if you're a wood, you're you're not uh, I, I asked one of the white guys before. I was like, so what's the difference between a wood and, like, one of those guys? So, like, being a wood is, you know, you're you're just here with your people, but you're not necessarily a Nazi. <laughs> you know, but even a lot of the guys. Yeah, that's kind of, that's, that's the way it was for me, dude. Yeah. It was like. I just grew up near, um, like, borderline Mexican gang neighborhoods, so I grew up fighting, right? Oh, yeah. So And I spoke some Spanish, and so it's like when I got in there, it's like I didn't really, to tell you the truth, I didn't really want to kick it with those dudes. I just wanted to be alone, but I learned real quick that, like, hey, you'll get more love. You might— If you need something, yeah, if something pops off. Yeah, you need something or whatever— and so, you know, I did what I had to to survive, but um, I, in the end, like I was the only dude that was ever affiliated with the the woods that that was allowed on the on the Indian grounds. And in fact, I had had this roommate cowboy. He was a really nice guy. He was like he was like blonde haired and blue eyed. And I at least like a lot of people think I'm Mexican a lot of times, but I I at least. You know, have dark hair, dark eyes, or whatever. Like you could believe, oh yeah, he might be mixed with. Yeah, something. mixed with him. Yeah. Yeah, and then on my mom's side, they're from the Canary Islands, which is in between Morocco and fucking Spain. Uh, so, uh, I had to uh, tell this dude that was my old roommate, and he was a good dude. I, you know, because he was going, uh, once once a month too to the thing, and he wanted to go to the um. The sweat. To the sweat. And when I got to the sweat, like some couple of the dudes like wanted to get down with me. And I was like, oh, I guess I got to get down with these guys. And so I went to go w- walk into the gym and a couple of Southsiders and a couple of native dudes had my back. And they went in and they they're like, just wait here, bro. We're going to go talk to, to these guys. And so they went and they talked to these other native dudes. And then they came out and they're just like, they're like, it's cool, bro. Just don't say nothing that fool. Don't look at them. Don't say nothing to those guys. Just you know, just like stay. Act away like from they them. ain't there. Yeah, just act like they ain't there. He's like, they're like, and don't fuck up. And I was like, all right, cool. But when this other white dude tried to go up there, they're just like, nah. And, and he's he's your people, so you got to tell him. Yeah. And if he comes up here, you're going into the gym with him, because because there was a possibility that he was going to come up there because of the 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 elders might have let him in. They were talking yeah. about let him in. So I went and I talked to him and he wanted to he, he was pissed off at me. And I was like, look, bro, like I'm a special case. Like this is what it is. You know, this is what it is. Like if you go up there like you and me are homies like because he was serious. He did. He, he was done with the, the wood shit, too. And, and like and he was down, bro. He, he was a down ass motherfucker. Yeah. Like I watched him get down with three people in one day, dude. And two people at a time and, and ball up two motherfuckers. So he was down. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like his name was Cowboy. 
Um, his nickname probably didn't help out. Yeah, with yeah, this they case. The, yeah, they didn't want this cowboy to freaking become an Indian. Uh, so when I told him, he, he at first he wanted to get down, and I was like, "Look, bro, I was like, I will have to get down with you if you come up there, but I'm not the one you got to worry about, bro. Like, yeah, I, these guys are are putting pressure on me, bro. Like, cause, so after you and me get down, bro." These guys are gonna want to get down with you, bro. And and these guys, some of these guys, they ain't gonna hold back. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and, and and they might jump you, bro. So, oh, yeah. you know, so I had to like let him know, and and in the end, he was cool with me, but you know, he's pissed. Yeah. So, but I was the only guy, and I always felt like I was told so told. I've been telling people forever, dude. Something's been watching over me. Since I was young, dude, because there's some shit that I've gotten out of, bro, that I should have I, I should have been dead a couple of dozen times. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I'm not like like you, you, my cousin and our mutual mutual friends like you guys are like 15, 16 years older than me, man. Fucking I'd be sitting back and I know that there's more than a few times I should have been dead. And then also in prison, like the hard thing also is, is like I know like and I know it's pretty similar from Hawaii to prison. There's some differences, but uh uh some pretty big differences and then some small differences but like so like every once in a while our uh our chaplain our native chaplain would let the odinists come in and uh sweat with us and some bros really had a big issue with that at first i did and then i talked to there was only two of them and i talked to them and and uh you know i was kind of on the fence about it but like they were they were bringing it down and talking about true odinists but i kept on just thinking like freaking uh racist this racist that and then also us being native like Another reason why natives get real offended about their stuff and want it to be held to us is because, you know, one, you know, being on the reservation, hell, I get hate for not being on the reservation and growing up my whole life there and, and learning some stuff that I know or being light-skinned and knowing stuff that I know. But also, I got to understand it from, from the standpoint that that's all my people have left. And some people, you know, they feel the way they feel, and that's okay. Uh, because that don't change what I do at all. But I also get it. So like some there's gonna be some some of those natives that are gonna be sitting there going like this white boy has no business coming over here, you know, and that's the way they're gonna see it, you know. I, I when I started talking to some of those Odinists and started learning, like I wasn't going to turn around and be some Odinist, like oh, oh, right, oh yeah, like the Wootenism or whatever yeah, they call it, the yeah, war and, and yeah. Valhalla. Yeah, but true Odinism, man. Yeah, they were those that, guys are native, dude. Yeah, those are they're tribal as hell, bro. Yeah, and that's the best way I could think of it to say it in my head. When I was talking to some of these dudes, uh, because I talked to two dudes in prison that would come to sweat with us every once in a while. They, they were they were they were Odinism. Yeah, true Odinism. Well, dude, check this. They out. They don't like Nazis, man. Like they hated those guys. Well, check this out because the 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 original Vikings, they were <laughs> homies with the Native Americans, dude. There, there's Viking ruins all over, and and and. Uh, I've heard of that our, stuff, and uh, I believe it, but I also question how cool it be. Like a lot of us natives, like we we warred with each other like a motherfucker. So I can see them getting cool with some tribes, but I'm sure they fought with. You know, oh like, yeah, so. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure. But the, what's really interesting about like the the Vikings and the Scandinavians is, is they were like the only people in that area that did sweat lodges. Oh yeah. Right. So you're like, okay, well, they have they drum get? songs. They have exactly. everything, dude. Like, they used to wear animal skins and have animal ceremonies oh, and yeah. animal spirits. I started studying into it. Even over the last year, even after like not even being around any of these Odinist people, I, I still check into it a little bit because there's a lot of similarities. They pray to the four directions. Yep. They do uh, sweat. They do uh, uh, other offerings. They do uh, fasts. They yep. do so many different things that it's just kind of like, 
like it doesn't sound like a lot of the like their drum songs don't sound like our, our besides the having a drum you know uh, a leather hide drum but like their songs don't sound like ours but like it's they're 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 tribal as hell man and for their area they're the indians of their area yeah. man and it's kind of like like i thought that was a cool concept man i thought that was a really cool concept but it's kind of like uh but I can, also in like those prison settings and stuff like that, I can still see why people get upset. I mean, like, like I said, uh, I've had people get upset with me for not growing up on the res my whole life, or not being like I'm registered with the BIA's ever since I was a baby. I don't know when when my parents registered with me. That's the, the Bureau BIA. of Indian Affairs, right? Yeah, yeah. And but uh, my uh, my tribe specifically, which I'm gonna try to not mention the name of my tribe just for anonymity to them. Uh, they uh my blood quotum for my reservation specifically was not uh was not enough but i had blood from that reservation another reservation then my mom's family's from out here in the south and she her family's indian too uh so i come out to be like between a quarter and three eighths so above a quarter below half somewhere in that range uh and gotta be half Right. No, to be on from the reservation I'm from, you have to be a solid quarter only that Indian from that reservation. Oh, okay. I'm my eighth Indian from that reservation. Okay. So they they were like, oh no, like you know, like but they're changing stuff now. They they even had it different when my when my parents were kids and stuff like that. It was a different quotum, but now now they're changing stuff again. But at the moment and how it's been for a long time, you know, you, you don't make the cut. You know, <laughs> yeah. and some people hold that up so high and proud, and it's like, well, sh- man, my family's been I, like I said, I can go generations back that it's just wooden crosses in the graveyard, freaking six generations back. I'm like, hey, that's this person, that's that person, you know? Yeah. I mean? Well, it's it's really crazy, like, too, like, because none of us asked to be born anything, right? Yeah, no. It's it's like so, like, you know, when people are like, oh, I'm. You know, it's like it's cool. I get it. You want to be proud. You want to discover about your heritage. For me, I think all that shit, like subconsciously, really goes back to our origins. A lot of times, right? Like, what what the fuck are we? Where did we come from? Uh, and uh, you know, but like how people are like, it's they're like super proud of this, or they're racist, or whatever. It's like. You're just like, dude. You didn't ask to be born that. Oh yeah. None of us asked. Oh yeah, to be no. Born that like, shit. like exactly. When people, when I see people do that, or like I've seen white guys in prison, like I'm full blooded. Uh, what is some of that Viking stuff? Like, I'm full blooded Nordic, or I'm full blooded, uh, French, or like Mexican saying I'm full blooded Mexican, or yeah, or black. Uh, well, blacks you don't really hear so much about it. Of like I'm full blooded this or that, or like, but they're you know they're like they're, uh, the guys are really plat- proud of Af. Like I'm trying to remember the term for that, but um, well, they're they're Black American because, like, yeah, the alternative histories I've been studying, dude, it's like, dude, when you look at a lot of the pictures of the natives here, like the black and white ones, a lot of them look black, dude. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I I think about the uh, and I think because I've heard about a lot of that, and I won't lie, I what, I and then there was a lot of white skinned natives up here that had beards and shit, like. Well, yeah, there's 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 and shit. They, yeah, they there's definitely look different Mongolian. Yeah, there's definitely a different spectrum of like like skin tones and stuff, but like I've been seeing a lot of that whole black uh, blacks were the original American. I've seen it on Facebook and stuff, man. And I won't lie, and that stuff gets on my nerves. And that's not because they're black; it's because I feel like our freaking society is so 
changed up. I mean, like, I'm not saying that black people end up here and it's, oh, like, oh, it's not cool because they're black. It has nothing to do with their skin color. It has to do that, like, there's minorities in this country now. Like, there's Mexicans that will not claim that they are any sort of indigenous blood to North or South America. And it's kind of like, well, you ain't white. And Spaniards were blonde-haired, blue-eyed, a good chunk of them. Not, not necessarily. Some of them look like me. Yeah, yeah, but I just mean like, like what I mean is like, it, it's like it, you're dark as hell, and yeah, you probably have some Spanish blood, and you have a Spanish name, and you speak yeah, yeah, Spanish. But they're like a Mexican. Yeah, it is kind of you're indigenous. Yeah, and it's kind of like if they want to be Mexican, that's cool. They can be Mexican, you know. But like, like my thing is, is kind of like. I want to respect black people and like hell to tell you the truth. I'm like, if you go back through my bloodline, I'm like one sixteenth black, but I don't claim being black. I didn't grow up black. I don't look black. My I'm, I'm Indian and Mexican. I don't look that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and this is six, exactly six generations ago that one of my, but I assure you guys he's, he's, he's <laughs> native. Cause I know his cousin and his cousin definitely looks. Native. Oh yeah. That boy is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of like, uh, but like when I hear about, like be actually being involved in some stuff down here in the south, trying to help uh, doing. I do a lot of volunteer work. I do a lot of outreach. I do a lot of, I do a lot of stuff to help other communities. And uh, we were helping a couple of our uh, uh, black organizations out here, which is awesome. You know, like yeah. I, I like I'm all for the unity. But then I had some of them start showing some videos, and I had a little workshop with them, and they're like and uh, and they're like and yeah and they're teaching these people that don't know no better and they're saying oh yeah and the original native americans were black if you look at this and you look at that and i'm saying they're going like well, i'm not saying i'm not saying all of them I, yeah. but i think the reasons why the medicine wheel has the four oh yeah i think because they you know white people red people black people and yellow people were already here pre columbus right so it's like we we know how lying and conniving history is oh yeah and all that well so, you, there's maps that were in china and japan of, like it was a crude map but you could see the west coast going down into mexico and leading to the east it was a crude map of yeah. of over there but like there is definitely more there's more to our history and this continent and in the world in period than what like we get taught as kids but and, i'm not saying all, all natives are black yeah, no, no, no. But like, but I'm saying there's groups that are. There's groups that yeah. do say that, oh, the original Native Americans were black. And I was, I'm like, whoa, like, I ain't trying to stomp on your toes. Why are you trying to come over here and stomp on mine, you know? Yeah. You know, and that's that's the, I mean, I don't know. I take it personally like that. And, uh, but I'm not, like, hateful towards it. But, like, I just don't get it. But I feel like our society and people are grasping at stuff so much and so much more now that, out of this supposed to be all inclusive, it becomes much more less inclusive. It yeah. becomes less more less respectful. It becomes less uh, like honoring each other. Like well, like you yeah, know what I mean? It's like we got we got a mutual friend that uh, is involved in a lot of uh, you know like environmentalist work and things like that, and he runs into problems with the LGTB community. Where, you know, if you're not calling people by the right pronouns, they're going to try and exile you out of, you know, oh yeah, the, the work you're doing. And, and he tries his ass off to make sure that he's doing it right. And to tell you the truth, like uh, me personally, I don't need to learn a, her new alphabet. And I'm sorry, but if you have a penis, you're a boy. And if you have a vagina, you're a girl. I don't mean that out of disrespect. If you tell me to call you, call you him or her, I'll call you him or her. Like that doesn't. Yeah, in the same way. That doesn't bother me. But like, 
It's you just want to get. I don't want to get roped up into the mental illness. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not gonna be politically correct and and get and feed into the mental illness. I like, think. You know. Okay, I got to sprint. Not that I think the, the gays friends, are mentally ill. Yeah, I'm just saying, no, like what this concept. Five hundred genders and all this. Yeah, shit, no, this that, fairy tale. And land. my thing is, you see on the news these parents and like I'm not trying to judge. Uh, I'm a parent. Being a parent is not fucking easy. But I see something on the news and there's this five or six year old little boy that's telling his parents, "I'm a girl." And it's kind of like yeah, yesterday you were Spider Man. Today you're yeah, fucking Wonder Woman. Yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow you're gonna be, you're gonna be the Hulk. Dude. Yeah, just get like, over it. Yeah, it's kind of like, and I'm not saying, hey, you don't want your kids to be gay. I have a son, and I don't really care if he's gay. My only thing about having a son and he's gay is, you know, ain't nobody to take care of you. You know, well, you got to take care of yourself. You got to be able to stand up on your own two feet. I don't care if you're doing that uh, with a woman by your side, a man by your side. Uh, uh, what are some of those pronouns that make fun of uh, uh, they them they by them, their side? Yeah. Uh, fucking, you know, I don't care. Yeah, but he, her. As long as I raise you right and you're able to take care of yourself, that is my fucking goal. You know, like <laughs> what, what what I was gonna say about those with our friend is is like they're clear, like, and he does things, he moves things, like he gets shit done. Oh yeah, like, he makes shit happen. Makes shit happen, like valuable things that like helps, you know disenfranchised communities as well as like speaking with high level political people Senators and, 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 you know, like a, he was you know, in a meeting with the Rockefeller, yeah. all kinds of shit. Right. And it's like, the, you know, the alphabet gang wants to come in and gang bang on him. And because, you know, it's like, dude, we're in our fucking forties, dude. Like we're not, you know, a lot of us, we're going to be nice. It's like, I'm just, it's like I'm just not gonna play this stupid ass game with you dipshits, like because like at the end of the day, like these guys are coming into these, you know, these environmentalist thing, and now they're trying to like, you know, it's like it, here's the deal, is a lot of you minorities, you know, y'all will say racism and oh I was oppressed by this person that, and I'm not denying that, but your oppressors are politicians, and you guys are involved in these lefts, the leftist politics and so while he's trying to get environmentalist shit done these guys are gang banging on him it's not that they're there to it makes it seem like it's disingenuous are you there for the environment are you there to push your freaking cause and 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 slow down i feel like a lot of people i feel like a lot of people inside of that like they're separating i think they're out for their own agendas exactly they're out for their own agendas but then there's also those people that like again like protecting people's anonymities I've met people ever since even helping out our, our friend and helping out, uh, helping out and just trying to do something better in this world, you know, like shit, like, like, like we were just talking about being in prison and being locked up and look now we, we're trying to level ourselves spiritually, physically, mentally, yeah. and then put something else better back out into the freaking world. Right. Uh, and lots of times you have to really watch what eggshells you're stepping on. And with our friend with this, with the, with the LBGQ, uh, uh, community is uh, he's reached out several times because I remember when when a lot of when we were building a lot of this stuff right uh, me I try to I always take more of a back seat but I've been with so yeah I've been with this mutual friend of ours since about 2015 and it's when we broke off from one organization and started our own and then later on we got we got, uh, we actually have joined that organization that we kind of separated with and brought it in uh, for a for a full circle which is really awesome. 
Uh, and we've uh, we've gotten with so many different minority groups and building to do different things and uh, with the environmental stuff, with the uh, people of color uh, organizations and all of that, man. We, we, we travel the whole U.S. doing it. And, uh, you know, we uh, as we got grow, grew bigger, we started getting in with the LBGQ and the queer community, which is awesome. Um, and at a certain point when we first started it, it was good. You know, it was good, but then, like, we didn't see, like, and I'm not trying to point fingers here, but we didn't see a reciprocal of some stuff, and uh, and it's kind of, like, not, like, not meaning to not invite people to certain events or not have somebody, but, like, when when you're the only one doing the inviting and doing the, hey, come out and starting the, nar- not narrative, but starting the communication yeah. and starting, like, you kind of get, and you're involved with so many other groups on top of that, and you're the only one pushing out and reaching out. And then you forget once or twice to reach out. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, there's a big, like, oh, you have an issue with the LBGQ. Whoa, man, I forgot to make a phone call. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's really, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like everybody, like, they want to have a cause now. Or they want, it's like, it's like the... Um, it's like the victimhood credit score system. It's like, well, I'm a woman, so I'm more oppressed than this. Or I'm a gay, so I'm more oppressed than that. And I'm like, look, like you and me were just talking about it. It's like, you know, everybody's oppressed, dude. Oh, everybody is. A- everybody's oppressed and everybody's a victimizer. The biggest dude. racism comes from our government right now. You go, watch, you go on TV. Okay, like everything I see on TV about racism and stuff, I... I work. I own my own business. I'm a felon. Uh, I'll be honest now. I'm still on parole. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and to tell you the truth, the biggest things that I see of the biggest actual oppression that I see from uh, like police states and stuff like yes, there's still racism with certain. I believe with certain police officers, and there's probably yeah, a good, absolutely. There's a de- probably definitely a good chunk of them still around. But I've been arrested by Mexican cops. I've been arrested by black cops. I've been arrested by white cops. Yeah, I even got arrested too. by an Asian cop. Yeah. And uh, some of it I deserved. Some of it was they were looking out for me, but they weren't looking out for me because of my skin color or something like that. They were looking out for me because I, where I lived. They were looking out for me because, yeah, they probably heard that I was doing some shady crap. Uh, and then also it's kind of like cops – Usually, when somebody's a cop, they come from gen- uh, from generations of their family being cops. Yeah. So, and from I've, from what I've heard, it's like the military kind of similar. Yeah, to that. exactly. And I even heard I watched this one cop. Uh, he's actually not a cop anymore, but he was like third generation police officer. I was, it was on. It's actually on Netflix. I forget the name of it. I give you the name of it. It's on Netflix, all public, you know. Uh, but this cop that was from like Detroit or mi- somewhere in Michigan was even saying like he, he was third generation cop and he got out there and. Once he started seeing what his fellow officers were doing, some of it was racist, but a lot of it was just prejudiced. Like, if you're not a cop, then you're you're the enemy. Yeah. You yeah. know? It's and, like a gang. That's what the movie Colors was about. Once yeah. you watch Colors, you watch the Crips, the Bloods, the Southsiders, and then the cops. And then by the end of it, you realize, oh, shit, the, co- the cops are a gang, too. And my stepdad was a cop for 20 years in, in – in Compton and Watts Rampart on Venice Beach during the 80s and 90s when it was rocking and, and rolling, rolling dude like he's got stories you're just you're just like probably got a whole lot of PTSD bro. horrible PTSD <laughs> he, he's, he's an alcoholic love the guy to death he's a great guy right horrible PTSD 
Um, and but uh, freaking yeah, like he. I asked him one time. I was like, "Hey, uh, Peter, are are you a Freemason?" And he's like, "What the hell is that?" And I was like, "You know, it's like a cult or like a like a, <laughs> a cult. A bro- it's a cult, a brotherhood or, or whatever." <laughs> and he goes. No, I, I'm not one of those, but I'll tell you what. And he's like, why do you ask? And I was like, oh, because you're, you know, you're part of the LAPD. And I and I assume that some of your cop friends, I thought you might be involved. And he's like, he's like, I wasn't involved, but I'll tell you what. The LAPD was definitely a cult, which he was just basically saying it was a gang. Yeah. And and yeah, and that it's, that's what I think. It's like it's not that cops are necessarily racist. They have a fucking they're, it's like a brotherhood for them. Oh, yeah, no, exactly. And generational, and then you get these generational ideologies, which some of it's probably racist for some of them. But, oh, absolutely. But, like, there's actually that one movie. It's actually an NWA song, and it's also in the movie uh, Boys in the Hood. Like, you see uh, that one black cop coming to them, and like they were making a point of it, and that was black people that made that movie, you know what I mean? And they're like, uh, he was calling, the black cop was calling the black, uh, the black kids niggas. Freaking yeah. niggas and like, like, and it was kind of like, you know, it was like, man, I bet that was fucking real as hell, man. I got arrested one time here in the South when I was younger, and uh, I've uh, I'm tattooed, uh, and I have these, I've uh, I have like feathers and other native stuff on me, uh, and uh, this cop was actually being really cool, old white guy, and I was like, okay, you got me, it's for like a little misdemeanor possession charge or something like that, yeah. And uh, he's putting handcuffs on me, and he sees feathers on my arm. He's like, are you Native American or something? I was like, yeah, you know, actually I am from out in California. And uh, whole narr- whole vibe changed, whole treatment changed. Like, I, I, like I was kind of like, okay, you got me. And from it being, okay, you got me, okay, cool, let's just start the process. It started to shoving me around and just being a total dick to me. And everything like that, you know, yeah. so there's definitely those guys. Absolutely. You know, but it's kind of like it's a generational thing of prejudice and like, oh, if you're not a cop, then you're a criminal. Or if you're not a cop, then, you know, we got to look out for you. Um, and I, I I believe that 100 percent, you know, like, shit, I had a, I was trying to get off parole early one time and I contacted a lawyer just to ask them, hey, what, you know, what process do I have to go through to do this? And uh the lawyer kind of took it upon themselves and call, called the parole office, called them, <laughs> started trying to try like they were in, like it was cool. The lawyer like even without me asking or even giving a deposit or something, the lawyer was like, "Boom, let me, I got you, let me help you out." And uh, I didn't know they did it, but I guess right after the they hung up with the lawyer, they called me and said, "What the hell do you think you're doing? What do you mean? Why did you have a lawyer call?" And they're on my ass, like they're about to violate, like make up something to violate yeah. me on. And they made it very clear, if you want to give us problems, we're going to give you problems. I was like, whoa, like, I didn't tell nobody to call you, man. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I wasn't trying to do nothing, trying to bully you guys around or nothing, man. And, like, they made it very clear. But, like, even all all of that, all of that judicial system, all of the system, like, I, if you wanted to just call it the system abroad. Yeah, the system in general. Like, it comes from generations of people and people getting egos and people thinking, well, you know, I'm the one in control and this is how I'm going to do it. If you want to screw up my day, I'm going to screw up your day even worse. You know, and it's kind of like generations of people in law enforcement, generations of people in politics. And, like, it, it does become an us and them, not in a racial way, it becomes an us and them in a, in a, uh, in a us, the, the people to the, to the system, you yeah. know? And well, there's what, definitely racism and stuff in that, but what's what's crazy though is like you've seen it a lot in COVID. Like, uh, a lot of the cops were like, 
I'm, we're not going to enforce that on the people. Like, because I think a lot of the cops, like a lot of cops got fired. A lot of cops, uh, I think his name was, was Greg Anderson. He was in Seattle, but he came out with a thing set, you know, talking about how, uh, uh, the majority of cops that act tough with people never were on the battlefield because he's an ex-soldier mm. and he was like, he's like, he's like, you know, he was like in Ramadi, I think in Iraq. And he was like, he's like, I saw a lot of action. I don't mistreat people. I know how to handle myself in intense situations. He's yeah. also like a jujitsu instructor, but he had said something like, he's like, and when it comes to enforcing these, these, uh, he said, and I took an oath to the Constitution of the United States to become a police officer. So my oath is to that Constitution. And when, when, when I am asked by this system that is supposed to be under the oath of the Constitution to violate my oath, I'm not going to do that. Oh, yeah. And he said, he said, so for all you people trying to force people to close their vi businesses, if you're a police officer and doing that, you're in the wrong. If you're trying to prevent people from, you know, leaving their house or whatever, you're in the wrong. You're violating your oath. And, oh, yeah. And you guys really need to be aware what this government is doing right now and how ugly this can get and the type of things that they may be asking us to do in the future. Oh, I think some fact, of it was fully attested. Yeah, what they're going to do to our family members. Like, it was along those lines. Well, then they, they, they uh, you know, the, 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 his squad was like, you know, he posted it out and it went viral. He's like, I never expected it to go viral like that. Yeah. Because he was in a squad car wearing his outfit, basically just telling the cops, hey, we took an oath to the Constitution. People have rights. You know, if you're one of those tough guy fucking cops who thinks you're going to punk people out, like, like, dude, it's because you're a punk, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, so the, I guess the guy at his unit and his, his captain was like, hey, good job on that video, da 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 da. And the next day, because it went viral, or a couple days later, he's like, "Hey, you know, we're, you know, we think you should probably take that video down. It's getting a lot of attention, this and that, and da 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 da." And he's like, "He's like, well, I meant what I said. I'm, you know, I'm not gonna take it down. I, I said what I meant." And uh, people stand need to by see it. that. And they're like, "Okay, well, you know, we just we're we're getting heat from the higher ups and this and that." Came they came to him later that night again, and they said, "Hey." They, they won't get off of us. Like, you need to take that down. And he's like, well, I meant what I said. And we did take an oath to the Constitution, and I'm not going to violate the Constitution because you guys are getting pressure. Oh, yeah. And they're like, all right, well, you should really consider what we're talking about. So the next day he came in, and uh, they're like, look, if you don't take that down, you're, you, we got to let you go. Yeah. And, and I, I don't know, remember if he walked or whatever. But like, yeah, he, he probably he probably got shunned. He'll probably get another not, not get another job in law. Yeah, but it was like it's like so there was good cops out there trying to stick up for people. And, and growing up where I grew up, like even though I was a knucklehead, dude, like, uh, you know, I had cops doing me favors here and there every once in a while, too. Like not all cops were assholes, but I also know, too, like like I say with people, I'm like a lot of these people talking about racist cops, this and that. It's like. The, the media is never going to show you cops killing white people or cops killing Asians or cops killing Mexicans. It doesn't sell. It doesn't no. fit in narrative. It doesn't, it doesn't create the emotional outrage. Oh, yeah. You know? 
I think we were talking about the archons earlier and how higher dimensional, lower vibrational beings are literally possessing the elites and the people running everything. Because this isn't what I believe in. This is what the, the billionaires that run the world in. So all the weird shit that I talk about, this is shit they believe in and they've been practicing for years. I'm just telling you guys what they believe in, right? And I do believe in the archons because they talk about it in the, in the Anunnaki and the Nag Hammadi and all this stuff. They feed off our negative emotions because we're electromagnetic beings and everything in this universe is a vibration. So the vibrations of fear and negativity and hatred and all these yeah, bad emotions. Yeah, affects the whole planet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so when, when, it, when you see a white cop uh, possibly involved in a killing a, a black person, like it, that triggers white people too. And the proof in that is in – I think more people in BLM were white than they were black. Dude, and there's actually like how I was saying we're we're uh, white people don't like racism yeah. either for the most oh, yeah. part. With our with our with our mutual friend and the work that me and him do together, and the work that a lot of work that he does on his own, there's uh we're we're involved with a lot of like BLM groups and stuff locally around our area and stuff, and even even further out of our area. And the crazy thing is, is that yeah, there's a lot of lot of white people involved in it, and then there's also like like there's other other groups for like uh like uh. Well, like for the Mexican groups or Chicano or Latinx, whatever you want to call, whatever they want to call themselves. Most Mexicans don't want to be called Latinx. I'm telling you that right now. No, uh, yeah, a lot lot of my friends, they're like, I'm Mexican. Yeah, I'm I'm Rasa. Yeah, and uh, what's it called? Uh, It's kind of like, where were they going with that? I kind of got off track right there. Uh, BLM. Oh, yeah, BLM. And, uh. Even in the in the groups like us being native and stuff, and there's lots of native groups, a lot like tons. I can name off like probably ten right now off the top of my head, and there's more than that. Uh, but there's a lot of people, a lot of white people, and sometimes people get offended by it. But there's a uh, there's a lot of white people who get involved in these groups, and I think some of them it's for genuineness, and other ones are actually involved in in bigger uh, groups. You know, like uh, like. Uh, uh, just try to think about like again being on a being on this group uh, on this group thing, not trying to get slander or anything like that. But there's there's groups that are ran that like are all white that try to get into minority groups. And what infiltrate I mean by infiltrate them, like maybe infiltrate or try to control their narrative yes. by giving them funding. Absolutely. And and I'm not talking about just regular everyday white people, Joe Schmo down the street. Like I'm part white too. Like there's there's a difference between the, these guys and the guys that are involved with politics and funding and controlling narratives. Like those are the groups that you got to watch out for. And there's even people of color that are involved with those groups that like they're get told sell their own people out. Yeah, they're like, hey, go find out what these people are doing. Go try, try, go get involved in this. Go, you know. And like it's uh, it's that's why I say I, in a lot of ways I don't think I think the racism is shown on TV. To keep us fighting each other, absolutely. Than us, than us uh, fighting the system because the system there's there's people that are probably doing that and not really even knowing why they're getting told to do stuff like that. You know, they're like, hey, we're just you know be involved with these groups and report back to us what they're doing, and you know you you get paid this much a year or something like that. You know, and all that person's thinking, oh, I'm just you know just being involved with the community and finding this stuff out, and you know, and just kind of. You know, keeping up with what's going on in America, and really, what's going on is they're freaking—they're selling everybody out around them. They don't know what they're doing, you know. Well, well, like the the crazy thing is, like we were talking about people—the the people that are pushing the privilege agenda and all this shit—is like anybody who like 
formulates like with all the struggles that are happening right now inflation lockdowns vaccine passports gas prices you got kids your boss is sweating you if you have the privilege to police languages and make people make up bullshit that doesn't really exist and, and pick out shit in people whether you're black white gay straight whatever like you are the problem dude and a lot of times with a lot of these people is like malcolm x talked about it he's like he said he said uh, the most dangerous person is the white liberal and i agree with that like uh, yeah. pe- people are like they're I, like they're like oh straight white men run the world which is to say oh the republican bullshit dude Sh- yeah. uh, fucking white liberal women run this country dude like like who the fuck else is going to police their language who's bored enough at home living off their husband that they've been punking out or cucking than fucking white liberal women dude and they get involved in shit and they 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 want to fucking civilize everything and they think it's like, like they would say, oh, diversity. It's like, yeah, you only want diversity of skin color because if somebody shows up with diversity of thought or diversity of narrative, you guys freak out and you alienate them. Yep. Kind of like what, like I said, the environmentalist group is tr- literally working hard to save the environment, but you got the LGTB going in there trying to police everybody's language. And separate everybody and get people exiled people, out of the group. People it, are so sensitive nowadays. Instead of taking care of a, a, a important thing to take care of, they're going to get more offended about the words used along the lines of getting that done than actually getting the actual work. Like, you're spending so much time on – like, I have a foul mouth. I'll never probably ha- not have a foul mouth. Yeah, me too. Uh, I say stuff that ain't politically correct. And I've gotten in trouble on podcasts for cussing too much. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah it's, but see, I'll sit here and I have my own business. Yeah, in business-wise, talking to a customer, I can I clean myself up and everything like that. But if I'm involved with somebody, then we're all involved for a day-to-day basis. And it's like a personal slash like business because I guess it's uh, we're, we have an agenda that we're well, – I don't want to say agenda. That's always taken bad. But we have uh, things that we're trying to change in this world or try to put out in this world to do better for. Like, do I think we're going to change all this environmental stuff while I'm alive? No. And, but, like, it's kind of like we're still putting platforms there for somebody else to pick it up, you know? Yeah. It's about putting enough out there for somebody else to pick up. But nowadays you get so caught up on language or, oh, you didn't wave at this person or you called – that person would be called they, them, and you said, yeah. hi, ma'am. You know, like, yeah. <coughs> and it's kind of like you get so caught up in that, and it's kind of like, well, that's, like that's the government people, itself, too, anything. Yes, like, well, this is political correctness. It's it's leftism, and I'm not a fucking Republican. Fuck them, too. Uh, what I'm just saying is, like, leftism is, like, I believe, like, what Malcolm X said, and then you got the left – saying Malcolm X, like, he liked them. He fucking didn't like them at all, dude, because no. he saw the Unabomber and Malcolm X. They saw what was going to happen. Oh, yeah. And at the end of the day, it's like, you and me, we grew up in, in very multi-ethnic areas. We spent years in, in jail when it was rocking and rolling. And, 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 like, I can honestly say that, yes, skepticism was from all races, but I got to be honest. There wasn't a, even in jail, motherfuckers had respect for oh, the yeah. most part, right? It's like racism is such a small portion of society, and the fucking left and these fucking politicians on the left 
are trying to magnify it so hard to, to like keep people, like you said, fighting with each other and these people policing each other's languages. It's like you guys all say you're oppressed, but then you latch on to what these politicians tell you to latch on to. And none of them want to believe in conspiracies. Oh, no, no, no. No, we were all oppressed and this and that. It's like, how the fuck do you think you got oppressed? It was because the government did conspiratorial shit to you and your people. And I believe that there is there is white privilege to an extent. Absolutely. I don't think it, don't think it is what it used to be. I think it used to be. Yeah, it's systemic. Yeah. But now I think there is some white privilege, but I think it's more of a, like a class privilege now. It's a, Exactly. Uh, it's a class privilege. But then also if you get up into the government, the government is where I think there's more of the white privilege thing. Like, oh, Absolutely. Like, because you don't have very many Hispanic, black, or Asian people. Like you have more than you did at one time, but it's still very much so, so – primarily white that's where i could see white privilege really, really taking place but here on the street man it's a class thing man i, I was just it's, gonna say i've been saying <laughs> it for years racism is the fall guy for classism no. trust me Dude, russell means the, the, the guy who started aim american indian movement his i'm gonna send you the video one of his last uh, one of his last interviews which was like an hour and a half long he talks about all the shit we're talking about now and oh, yeah. talks about like how like you know like I said to our homie you know the other day I was like you know I could go to the reservations and I could fix the problems tomorrow you know like or I could get them down yeah the just path. figure a piece but I get what you're saying you could go, go there and get be them like, on hey. the path yeah. to fix the problems start eating healthy start gardening start working out stop drinking sodas and eating all this sugary corn syrup shit. And start like meditating and focusing on your spirituality, and we can change this shit. And that's the we, same thing, though. For but do you, you think you they'll listen little, to me can, or no. listen to you? No, they're gonna no. fucking a lot. But of that's them, going. To, you can go to a trailer park. You can go to anything. You can go to East LA. You can go to Hawaii. You can go to you can go to so many different places and have that same issue. And because everybody's so caught up into their little wants that they want now, and then, like, I get what you're saying. It's not saying that you have the answers, but say if you had the answers, then you went to, went there and were like, "Hey, let's yeah. do this right now," you know. But you could do that with almost anywhere because the government's got us so caught up in our own personal little life bullshit, why they get to run rapid, like. And it's kind of like I'm, what I focus on. Like I have all these thoughts and stuff. Don't get me wrong. I have all these thoughts, and I do believe in some c c conspiracy theories. Uh, but I don't think classism is a conspiracy theory. I don't no. think I don't it's think it's never uh, been. It's been around for centuries. I don't think bias or the private prison system is a freaking conspiracy theory. I don't like like because that's the it's not man. Like it's it's crazy the amount of prison. You know, the, uh, from what I heard, I haven't looked up the exact numbers, but I've heard enough of the podcasts that I do listen to and and on. Uh, different things so I can't there's no solid thing of me saying this but like I've heard we have the most prisons right here in the US than anywhere else in the yeah, world yeah no that's that's true but we're supposed to be this freaking leading country of freedom of freedom and liberty yeah but then here we are and we got the most incarcerated out of the whole freaking world how the fuck does that work well <laughs> the people that run shit like I've been telling people I'm like we live in like Harry Potter world, whether you guys want to admit it or not. The people at the top believe in magic. They know that it works and they're doing dark shit and they're seducing people. They're enchanting people. You just look at a, it's like we talked about earlier. How the fuck can you show up to an environmental meeting and try and take out one of the leaders? 
Oh, yeah. Right? If you care about the environment so much, right? Oh, yeah, that ain't happening. Like, so these guys are, like, casting spells over people. And, and like, the part of what they do is it's with language and phonetics. They, it's, they, it's backwards talk. Oh, freedom, liberty. And they have all these prisms. No child left behind. The war on drugs. Stay home, save lives. We're all in this together. It's all a bunch of bullshit. So I what think they that tell you is no. With uh, with Ray, what was that? Was that Reagan's wife no, or Nixon's? Reagan's. Reagan's. Nancy Reagan, the bitch. Yeah, Nancy Fucking Reagan. No, I think chicken it's funny. head. That whole just say no and everything like that, and the whole time they were puddling freaking cocaine. Cocaine through Arkansas, yeah. blaming it on Miami. Yep, and then sitting there and freaking making the crack epidemic. And oh, it's, like, a, oh, we it's don't the brown-skinned people you know. in Miami sneaking in the coke. Motherfucker, it's the white people in the fucking CIA. How, yeah, wait a second. This was a whole other question that I had, and I've always thought this, but I've studied a lot into it too, is especially back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, how many freaking brown people had their pilot's license that could go into other countries? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> you know, there's that, and then they were talking about how the, all these gang members in L.A. and New York were getting AK-47s and shit like that. Yeah, with the military, yeah, Hello, like, or the like, CIA. I mean, what fucking, what freaking, what what freaking Watts blood do you know has a pilot's license and goes to Russia to pick up fucking AK-47s? Exactly. You know? <laughs> like, like, how the fuck does that happen? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and and then like, you just like you just like look at this history of shit. And then these people that start these movements, and they're generally leftists. That's why I keep picking on the leftists. I'll roast the Republicans too, but the left just makes it so fucking easy because you guys support the very people that work, that you say are the racists, that work to destroy you. Like, the KKK was started by the Democratic Party, dude. Like, you you, you know? So it's like these motherfuckers empower the very people that like worked against them. So like there's like really the psychological warfare is so fucking deep in the spell casting and the, and, and you know, like, like what they do eighties, they fucking destroy the fucking automotive and manufacturing industries in the uh, country. Yeah. And then they start the prison industrial complex. They open up all these prisons. Well, they got to fill these fucking prisons. They know that a lot of these people that had these jobs building cars are going to wind up on drugs or resort to crime or whatever. Oh, yeah. Well, they, these, we're going to shove these motherfuckers in jail. We're going to start popping them on weed charges and these Stupid charges. Stupid little that. shit. Yeah, and we're going to bring the weed. We're going to flood the country with weed and cocaine, and then we're going to fucking Send shove these motherfuckers to jail, right? And then on top of it in the 90s, like when I went to jail, what the fuck were they doing? Well, they, they open even more prisons. We're going to flood the streets with gangster rap. Yep. And when I was in jail, everybody was locked up for fucking gun crimes, gang banging. It was the gang fucking era. Dudes were doing whatever the motherfuckers in the rap songs were talking about. These guys were in jail for. And yep. all they wanted to listen to was gangster rap and oldies. Yep. Right. But mostly gangster rap. Everybody, whether you black, white, Mexican in jail, we all listen to gangster rap. Yeah. And then two, what happens? Tupac gets shot while I'm in jail and everybody acts surprised. Oh, how could this happen? It's like, motherfucker, he lived the thug life. There's rules to the game. Got it tatted on my chest. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Oh, which is funny because my buddy, uh, Eric Blair, he tattooed thug life on Tupac and I had him tattoo snug life on me, on my <laughs> wrist, right here on my wrist. It's snug life. But the guy who tattooed thug life on Pac tattooed snug life on me. That's right. Yeah, he lives out in freaking uh, Amsterdam now, but... Uh, yeah, man, it's fucking crazy. It's like, 
at the end of the day, like, well, I'm the point I'm trying to make is, is like, it's always our own fucking people, dude. It's always oh, yeah. our own family members. Well, like, like I said, I'm 15, 16 years younger than you, man. And I can say my generation is so lost in, in, uh, in what's, what's popular, what looks good. What's this, what's that? Let's, but you know what? They can't, besides maybe working little jobs, like at fast food retail or like just general labor jobs, uh, like there's not there's not much of I got an employee that's 23 right now 22 and I was so surprised that he this guy can turn a wrench and retain some information <laughs> he even wanted to work huh yeah I was like right? holy shit you know and it's kind of cool man but there that's that's not as much I mean like like my dad's generation and and my dad's a fuck off man like I'm not but like that generation knew a lot more than I did the generation above that knew a lot more than them. And there was a, well, they were willing to work harder. Yeah, work harder and, and come from nothing and get something done. And nowadays, it's kind of like, well, as long as I look like what's on TV, then I'm cool and I can try to make it. The, and it's the, kinda like, screw TV. Screw what they're looking like because that's whole horse shit anyways. Do you want to look like you're doing good yeah. or do you want to actually do good? <laughs> well, and then, like, that, that's what, what I'm saying is a lot of these people – they want to look like they're doing the right thing rather than do the right thing. Yeah. Doing the right thing is fucking hard, bro. Oh, it's yeah. hard. It's hard to educate yourself, especially if you're like us where, you know, like I didn't even graduate from high school, but put a college kid in front of me and let's debate. Yeah. Let's debate your pop culture bullshit or your narratives, right? Like let's debate you in front of a really intelligent crowd and let's see who leaves in the end looking like, they actually have some fucking intelligence because intelligence it comes from the streets, it comes from experience, and it comes from some education as well. Yeah. Right? Knowing what you what's happened throughout history and how things. I'm being open to education because there's a lot of guys that I know, that again my generation and one below me that they uh, education. Oh, what? Oh, you're a smart guy. Oh, oh like it, like it's kind of like what the fuck? Like what? Like now I'm a butt of a joke because I fucking decided to learn a little bit of fucking something. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny too. Is like even like me too. Like as much as they, oh, I'm educated, I could do this, I could do that. Like I also know at the end of the day, a lot of the shit that I talk about, like a lot of it's true, and a lot of it is speculative. And I'm always open to learn new stuff. Where oh, yeah. it's it's very popular in our modern society to have this pride that you can't be wrong and that the, the science is settled or this is this and this is it you know and that's it and it's like dude like you know like so much of of like you know a lot of these uh, curriculums are gonna change in the future well if this system can withstand what the fuck it's got coming towards it. Um, are going to have to change because a lot of people are waking up to a lot of this bullshit. It's like, so you're telling me the narrative for ancient Egypt as just, you know, everything else has changed and evolved, but not this narrative. Like we've been finding out all this new stuff, but you guys want to keep it the same, but you, you, you say this changes and that changes and this is evolution and you believe in this, but nope, this doesn't change, but this doesn't make sense here. And yeah. they don't want to change it because they're stuck in pride and ego or they have a oh, fucking yeah. protocol they're following because they're hiding some shit. Oh, but yeah. a lot of it is pride and ego. It's not just, oh, it's a conspiracy necessarily. A lot of it is man's pride and fucking ego. Well, that you can see that just in our schools, man. Oh, absolutely. we got to start wrapping up here. In a little, absolutely. Here in a yeah. But, uh, but uh, you see that in our schools. I mean, like. Being Native American, my kids go to school and they start teaching them about freaking Thanksgiving and all this other crap. 
And I'm saying they're going like, I'm just looking at my daughter. Don't believe everything they're telling you. Please don't believe everything they're telling you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like you're saying, they're hiding something. They're doing this. They're doing that. And like my kids were coming home from school. We learned this about the Indians today. Uh, yeah, be careful about what you learn about that. <laughs> well, you know what? You know what's funny, and we'll wrap this up right now. What they're doing, the the design that is, the swindle is, BLM, uh, LGBT, Antifa, straight white male, gay females. You know. It, it's to separate us all into groups, right? Oh, yeah, and keep us battling each other. Because so many people don't have a spiritual foundation, they and they don't know who they are because they ain't about shit. They're not twisting a wrench. Their only identity is either their sexual identity, their, their, their group identity, the color of their skin. Um, you know, and a lot of people do it with jobs, right? Oh, I yeah. knew a lot of tattooers. It's like, it's like your whole idea, identity is a fucking tattooer, but in life you're a piece of shit, dude. Yeah. Yeah, you're good at tattooing, but you're a piece of shit in life, dude. Oh, yeah. Right? So, like, it's like the, the government wants to separate everybody into these groups and have us all fighting amongst each other, and then they just come in and they win. Divide and conquer. It's oh, the yeah. oldest trick in the book. Oh, yeah. And, uh, man. But, yeah, dude, fucking thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for freaking doing this with me. Um, and, uh, thanks for being a good human. Like, we, like we went out the other day, like you guys know that I, in San Diego I was helping humanity showers and, and trying to help, you know, feed and shower the homeless, you know, a little bit. And, you know, he's from San Diego. Um, and he, you've heard about humanity showers. Oh yeah. There, right? I've used yeah. them before. <laughs> and then, and then this, this, this Saturday we we're able to go out and, and, and give some boxes of, of vegetables and produce to some people that, are underprivileged and and they're doing some good work out here and I'm not claiming to do this stuff all the time but I but I I do believe in helping my fellow man when I can and doing nice things even if I don't agree with everybody. Oh yeah, because well, it's not about agreeing; it's about doing something better, you know, helping out, doing something. Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree 100. percent Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on, bro, and uh, mind, body, spirit. Love, healing, truth. We out.